failed you. And you failed me as a husband, a friend, someone I thought I could trust. I know. You don't know. You have no idea what I've been through. Monica, I don't know what it is about you. It's like you're some kind of angel that was sent from heaven to help me get through this. That's exactly what I am. An angel sent by God. He's very proud of you, Eddie. Why? Because you keep trying to find him. Look at them. Now that is a wife. At least they look real, you know, ordinary. We're going now. No, wait, 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 wait. We need to rent a family to help us to do business with somebody. <laughs> He's kidding, right? God warned me. He told me to build a boat. My name is Moses. God has sent me, set you free. I believe your son is the promised king of his people. His name is Jesus. Everything is possible with God. gratitude here this morning thank you so much one year you're checking coats and the next minute you're starring on television only in america could that happen everybody stand with me please so glad that you're here this weekend god is good and all the time so glad that you're able to be with us, whether you're here in the main building, wherever you're at on campus, those who are watching online, other sites around the Bay Area. Well, it's a special weekend with our guest, Roma Downey. Roma Downey is an amazing person. Well, she is an actress, a director, a producer. She's an author. She is the CEO of a digital content, DomainLightworkers.com. And she is here with us spending this day at Cathedral of Faith. I'm so grateful. I know how demanding her schedule is. She's in the middle of uh, shooting a television show as well as doing a book tour. And I want us to let her know how much we appreciate her being with us, taking time out, creating space to come and be here at Cathedral of Faith. Would you give a great big welcome back to our friend, Roma Downey.
Roma, it is so great to have you back here at Cathedral of Faith. I can't believe it's been seven years uh, since you were last with us, and, and we're very grateful for all you do and for who you are as a person, just the, the tremendous uh, example you are of what it means to be a follower of Jesus. We have some uh, gifts we'd like to give to you. Uh, we have... Uh, a, a, we don't have a box of butterflies, but we have bags of butterflies. <laughs> and so we have some cathedral gifts here, uh, blankets and glasses. And, and then you have some Irish roots. So uh, we picked up some Irish music. Now, one uh, Irish person you may recognize, Van Morrison. Van the man. Yeah. So his newest record, Versatile, we picked, you remember a record? Thank so you. So we picked up a record. Uh, and then there's another obscure Irish artist, and this is, well, this is the CD that I made when I was six years old. And so we also have a copy of that. Well, that's, that's why it's still obscure. That's all right. I think it sold three copies. Amen. And uh, let's see. We have some other things. Of, of course, you have dogs, and we have a we have dog. Irish wolfhounds. And so Arthur wanted to send Aww. some gifts from him. So Aww. this is a, a, you know, treats for your dogs. Thank you. And I then love those. Oh, and then and then finally we have uh, just some some gifts that my wife put together uh, that are, are filled with butterflies. A butterfly journal, uh, a Bay Area designer who does uh, butterfly handbags. And so, our gift to you. We just very much. We love you. We appreciate you. Thank you for all you do for the faith community. Would you let Roma know one more time? Amazing, Roma. We love you. <laughs> well, Roma, in that little video montage, I mean, you, you've been, you, you've played the part of, I mean, Jackie Kennedy. Uh, I think you were on the, the pilot to Hercules is, is uh, way <laughs> I was back. the queen of the Amazon. The queen of the Amazon. And I'm the... only five foot four. That's a... <laughs> I spent my entire time in that movie standing on a box. So I could look like a much taller person. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I mean, you, you've played so many different characters. And, and then, of course, uh, Monica in Touched by an Angel. Wasn't that a great character? Great show. Number one show on CBS. And then you played Mary, the mother of Jesus, in, in the Bible series in the Son of God movie. And, you know, out of all the different characters you've played, which one has had the most impact maybe on you or as you've talked to other people and you've seen the impact that that character had on others, maybe talk a little bit about that. Yeah, well, I mean, I, it would be hard because I, for almost 10 years, I had the privilege of playing an angel and I loved Monica. I really, I loved her compassion and her empathy. I loved her naivete and her humor. She and I both shared a little um, addiction to coffee and tea, and, um, <laughs> and she loved to be barefoot. There were things that grew out of the character that, because I was playing her. And I loved, most of all, the relationship with Tess, of course, played by the amazing, beloved Della Reese. Yeah. And so it was a great blessing in my life as well, Pastor Ken, to be a woman of faith and to be able to deliver a message every week 
on national television to be the messenger and to let people know that, you know, that there is a God and that He loves us. So that was a very special time and a very special role. But I also, um, I also was extraordinarily moved to play the mother of Jesus because I had considered the sacrifice of Jesus, of course, as a Christian my whole life and being grateful to the great love that he had for us and what he did for us on the cross. But I never had fully imagined what it must have been to be a mother standing at the foot of the cross and seeing your son so brutally murdered. And um, to feel that role through a mother's heart was profoundly moving. Mm -hmm. Then to see, yeah, what, you played the part so well, and um, just to see the impact that that film had. Well, and on people, I'm still meeting people around the world, you know, because not everybody has opened a Bible, and not everybody has stepped foot inside of a church, but a lot of people will turn the TV on. And so this was a way to reach people's hearts and minds and um, to, to bring the Bible alive through the screen. It's a powerful medium. It can be a very powerful medium. And we know a lot of people were brought home to Christ through the series. And so that's a great blessing, Amen. a great blessing. We saw that happen at the cathedral. Yes. You know, as, as people invited other friends out to the movie right. theaters and then to church and how God, God met them right there in that I moment. I know, and you know, many people told us before we made that series that we were fools mm. to make a series about the Bible. Many people told us we would lose our money, we would lose our reputation, we were going to look stupid in Hollywood making the Bible. Who wanted to see the Bible on, on television? Well, a hundred million people saw the Bible. <laughs> and right. that was just in America. That's right. Just in America. And so then we cut together a feature film, Son of God, which was just taking the Jesus narrative and bringing that um, alive. And I think that many people then go back to Scripture with the, um, with the images in mind, and it just helps to bring an aliveness to the stories, that's all, you know. It does, and it, it shows what God can do when you take a step of faith. It was a courageous step of faith, but never underestimate, underestimate the power of a step of faith when God rides in on it. God can do more than we could ask or imagine, amen? Uh, amen. 100 million people right here amen. in the States tuning into it. Well, I remember Pastor Rick Warren said to me once, he said, the, the most dangerous prayer he said that you can pray is, Lord, use me. <laughs> he says, because then you just have to be ready that he might. He just you know, might answer. He just That's might right. do that. <laughs> and uh, next thing you know, you're, you're uh, you know, in the Moroccan desert for five months with dust in places you didn't even know existed. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah it was a, uh, a long and pretty arduous uh, shoot. 
but such a blessing. And for my husband, Mark, and myself to be able to work on that together as a married couple. I have girlfriends that can't even do yard work with their husbands. <laughs> That's right. Now, talk a little bit about that. You know, how is it? I mean, you and Mark are, are both highly talented, highly gifted uh, folks, and you work together. Um, we do, yeah. Yeah, and Mark may be watching, so make sure you, <laughs> you shoot straight with me on this. Well, you know, we bring, we bring very different uh, skill sets and personalities, you know. I always say, if you, you know, because in, in our business, a lot of the times it's like you come up with an idea. I mean, everybody, you could come up with an idea sitting around your kitchen table tomorrow, but there's a huge uh, uh, distance between an idea and actually you know, making that, taking action and putting that idea into motion. And, uh, and, and pitching, you know, my husband is a really great um, uh, pitcher. You know, he can, and sometimes when a door needs to be opened, you know, it's a very effective way of opening a door is just to, you know, he's a, <laughs> he's a great man for, he doesn't hear the word no, he just hears next opportunity, you know. There's not a closed door that he can't open. But sometimes the door doesn't really need the kick, you know. Sometimes it's a much better solution to have some, somebody gently tap on the door. And, um, and so I'm very good at the gentle tap. And he's good at the good old kick, you know? <laughs> and, but That's either true. way, either way, doors have opened. And we all know, like, who's opening the doors. But, but we got to start. You've you got to get off the couch and yeah. take an action, right? Yeah. That's, that's a good takeaway. Mm. <laughs> well, you, you've uh, created great content, inspiring content. And, and now you've come out with a book called The Box of Butterflies. And... Um, it's, that, that's an interesting title, Box of Butterflies. What, what's the whole butterfly yeah. thing? It's a pretty title, isn't it? It is. It has a little bit of alliteration. First of all, I would just like to say that this is, <clears throat> it's, a, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a beautiful book. My public, it's beautiful, there's color, and there's poetry and prose. But it's my life story that I, fe I felt just placed on my heart to write in the hopes that, that there would be something in my story and in the things that I've had to struggle with and the loss that I've experienced, that it might be an encouragement to, to you, to the reader, that there would be a blessing in it for you or for somebody you know who is going through a loss or somebody who's going through and needs a little bit of comfort or encouragement. My, my mother, Pastor Kin, had died when I was just a little girl. She died when I was 10. She dropped dead unexpectedly. And so when that happens, it's a little bit like the lights are turned out and all the color is removed from your life. And my dad took me up to the cemetery not long after with a little bunch of pansies, which were our mom's favorite flower because she thought the pansy looked like little butterflies. And as we placed the pansies on mom's grave, a real butterfly flew up from behind the tombstone, and my dad said, would you look at that wee butterfly? That could be your mother's spirit right there. And ever since then, the butterfly has shown up and um, in sometimes unexpected places as a little sign of encouragement or hope 
over the course of my life when I've needed it. Sometimes it's shown up on a tattoo of a waitress's wrist and I'm ordering a cup of coffee or a piece of jewelry or a, a billboard on a drive, but always when I've asked for some sort of encouragement. And then a few years ago, my husband, Mark, who's a bit of a romantic, for Valentine's Day, he gave me this white box with a gardenia flower on the top. And he suggested I open it very gently in the garden. And I took it outside and I opened it. And out of the box flew 50 real butterflies. Wow. Isn't that lovely? <laughs> Way to and go, <laughs> he, knew, <laughs> he knew the significance that the butterfly had for me, that it was a sign of hope that it was a reminder of God's love, that it was the Holy Spirit, that it was all the unexpected places where God can show up in your life. And so I was writing the book at that time, and I thought, oh, he gave me a box of butterflies. I thought, hmm, box of butterflies. That's a good title for a book. Yeah. And so that's what I named the book. Um, but it is, the subtitle is F Discovering the Unexpected Blessings all around us. And I think when we have eyes to see and ears to hear and hearts to feel, that you start to see that, you know, that there is a blessing in almost everything, you know. And even what I have learned, Pastor Ken, is that even in the tough times, maybe particularly in the tough times, that, that you start to see the blessing in all of it. You know, and that sometimes if you haven't gone through the struggle, you know, and that's the metaphor of the butterfly, that, that it's, it has to go through from the caterpillar. I mean, does a caterpillar know it's going to be a butterfly? Do, do you think? Mm. Do you think when you're going through the struggle in your life that you know that it's the struggle sometimes that gives your wings the strength to fly? And if you hadn't gone through it, that you wouldn't be, you know, that with grace that we become, that we become a winged creature and we have this potential inside all of us, no matter how hard life is. And, you know, uh, we, none of us get away without being touched yeah. by some kind of suffering, right? That's the human condition. We are all going to suffer, but it's like when we are, when our hearts are open to grace, then good things are possible. When we bring that suffering to God, God, that's the message of the gospel is God takes caterpillars and turns them into that's butterflies. Right. That's right. That's why the, this, the symbol of hope that exists there. And, you know, we were looking at that um, clip from Ben-Hur because it always makes me think of that. There's a, there was a scene in Ben-Hur where he clutches a rock and he ends up taking the rock up to the cross with him. It literally, uh, he's holding it in his hands and it, it represents all his anger and his hurt and in the place in his heart where he can't forgive. And he sees Jesus on the cross. And when he hears Jesus say, Father, forgive them, they don't know what they're doing, he's actually able to let go of the rock and it falls to the ground. And of course, it makes us think of all the places inside ourselves. You know, I, I have to consider myself all the places that I've held on to something, some injury, some, you know, 
some place where I haven't quite let go of the past or a hurt, somebody did me wrong, an unkindness that somebody did me. And yet there we can, we can take everything and set it in front of the cross. And he makes everything new for us. I remember how powerful that moment was for me and watching Ben-Hur. And, and we even had a weekend where, uh, boy, in, in highlighting the message of forgiveness in Ben-Hur, where we brought rocks and dropped I them at the foot of the cross. I remember you had shared. That must have been so moving. It was. God did some amazing yeah, things that some weekend. healing, too, you know. Powerful. Because you know yourself when you're finally able to let something go. And then it leaves all this space inside of you because it... To hate somebody takes up so much of your heart, doesn't it? It takes up so much of your energy. And when you're finally able just to let it go, then it leaves all this space for new stuff to come in, for love and joy and gratitude. Yeah, right? yeah that's... Well, maybe this weekend, uh, well, when you came, you, bit, you really... You have rocks in your hands, and this would be the weekend to let go of your past so you can take hold of your future, that that's the takeaway for you this weekend. God brought you into this moment so you can leave here transformed by the power of Christ. Um, Roma, you've seen how just the power of what God can do through film, through television. I, I know that in your book, you record stories Elisa uh, has said that uh, reading the book is like sitting down and having a cup of tea with you. That it's just it's very personal. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's not some great intimidating literary work of art, you know, or anybody else. It's a, such an easy read. It's like, you know, it's just written like I speak, just sharing stories. And, and then it has beautiful use of scripture and, you know, it's all the things that have inspired me over the course of my life. I'm, a, I'm somebody who, you know, I'll go to try to find a, a piece of scripture that I remember. It's like that would speak to how I'm feeling that day or, or something that you're going through, you know, to send you or an inspirational quote. So all of those things are in there as well. But my wonderful co-star wrote the foreword for the book. Della Reese wrote the foreword. And my love for Della Reese is woven throughout the pages. Hey, you of had this a very book. close connection with, with Della. And can you talk a little bit about that? She wrote the foreword and uh, she had a big influence on your she life. She did, yeah. She really became the mother that I had been looking for my whole life. I remember when I first met her in the hair and makeup trailer. Uh, on the set of Touched by an Angel, and I went over to pay my respects to her. She was getting her makeup on, and I, I came in, and I put out my hand very politely to shake her hand, <laughs> and she laughed this easy laugh, and she said, oh, baby, I don't shake hands. She said, I'm a hugger, <laughs> and she just, she just wrapped me in her arms, and I can honestly say there was no safer place than in the arms of Della Reese. And um, she just, she became my mom. And, you know, she, unfortunately, when we were filming together, her only daughter, Dumpsy, uh, unexpectedly passed away. And uh, she, she was in the trailer and I was on the set and I got called to come to her trailer. And when I got in there, she was 
clearly something terrible had happened in her life and she was trying to get changed and she was crying and she was very, very, very upset. And I managed to piece together that, that she had gotten news that her daughter had died. And somehow I managed to get her in a car and I took her to the airport. We filmed in Salt Lake City, Utah. And I had to get her back to Los Angeles to be with her husband. And I somehow got her, got her home. And, um, and not long after, she took me in her arms and she said, you know, baby, God is just so amazing, truly amazing. Because I always knew that he brought me into your life because you needed a mommy. She said, I just didn't know that he had been bringing you into my life because I was going to need a baby girl. Mm. And so she, she was my mom and, uh, and, you know, we were there for each other and and so the love that... Uh, are there any Touched by an Angel fans here? Yeah. So that, you know, the love that we had for each other on the screen was, was just a reflection of the love that we had for each other off of the screen. She was just a teacher. She was a mentor. She was just the, the wisest woman I ever met. When I, once I went, I would do some work. I was raised in a family where it was always the right time for service, right? And particularly, you know, as we were kids, bored teenagers, you know, how often, you know, I had nothing to do. My father would say, well, then get up, get out, and go do something for somebody else. Mm -hmm. And so when I lived in Salt Lake City, Utah, I would go in and visit at the children's hospital. I'd just pop in there and maybe try to bring a bit of goodwill to the moms and dads. And one day I was going past a, a ward and the door opened and a, a gust of grief came out of the room and it was clear that a child had passed away in this room. And, um, and I almost didn't know where, what to go, where to be. It seemed inappropriate suddenly that an actress was there, you know, sp spreading goodwill. And the mother caught sight of me and she said, Oh, Monica, which was the name of the angel I played. She said, Oh, Monica, I prayed that God would send an angel for my baby. And here you are. Mm. And so I held her in my arms and I prayed with her, Pastor Ken, but I didn't want to pretend to be an angel because I was just an actress from a TV show. But when I got home and I called Della, and she said, so that was upsetting. I said, yeah, it was so upsetting. I wished I could have done more for this mom. I just held her close and I prayed with her. And she said, well, you did everything that you should have done. And I said, I know, Del, but I didn't want to pretend to be anything I wasn't. And she thought God had sent her an angel. And Della said, yeah. And who said he didn't? Mm. You know? <laughs> yeah. And she, she said, if we're going to be used, remember the dangerous prayer, if we're going to be used in this show... She said, we got to learn to get out of the way. Because it wasn't about me or touched by an angel. 
it was just about a pathway to God, right? It's just about a pathway to God, and that's all we can do in our lives, is to show up with kindness for each other and allow ourselves to be used for, you know? So in my business, I'm a storyteller, right? Either through performing or through producing or now through writing, but the design is always the same. The design and the intention is always the same, which is to glorify God and to encourage and help people to know Him and get closer to Him. And how God has worked through uh, the stories that you tell. I mean, some of you, uh, this you can read about in the book, but what you've also done is you've taken some of those stories and you've um, produced videos that people can see on the lightworkers.com. And there's a story about one young lady who God worked through the show, Touched by an Angel. Let's go ahead and show that right now. Because I played an angel for so many years on Touched by an Angel, people always share with me how deeply the show touched their lives. I remember one story in particular that really moved me. I met this young woman with scars on her wrists and she shared with me that she hadn't had an easy time of it. And one night when she was full of despair, she decided to take her own life, filled with anger at her family because she felt abandoned and alone. And she cried out to God, even now, there's no one here, I'm all alone. But then she heard someone speaking in the living room. It was the television and an episode of Touched by an Angel was playing. And she heard the words of the angel Monica softly saying, you are not alone, you have never been alone. Don't you know that God loves you? And those were exactly the words she needed to hear. And she lifted her head and she felt those words were delivered just for her. And she picked up a towel, wrapped up her wrists and called for an ambulance. And when she shared this with me, I was deeply moved and I hugged her with tears in my eyes and all I could whisper was, thank you, God. I was so humbled by what God was able to accomplish with that little show of ours. God is willing and able to use any of us to do his work. We just have to be ready. But most of all, we have to look for ways to do small acts of kindness and show love and compassion to others. Be a blessing in someone else's life. Roma, as, as you live out your faith in Hollywood, um, as a woman of faith, living out your faith, you know, what, what's that like? Can you talk about that? Yeah, you know, I, I have uh, over the years felt a little bit of uh, resistance within uh, the industry, but less than you might think, you know? And I believe that when we just step up lovingly, that it's hard for people, you know, meet everybody you meet with kindness and people respond. Um, one of the quotes that I, uh, that I love and I've used in my book is from Dr. Maya Angelou, where she says, people might forget what you did and people might forget what you said, but people will never forget how you made them feel. And in my experience in Hollywood, in my industry, or wh wherever I am, it's like, that's how best our faith can show up, is in how we are with people, right? How we work with people, how we, um, how we collaborate with people. 
And um, when I got, I know in my, uh, um, in the clip that you showed, you saw me getting the star on Hollywood Boulevard. I had the Salvation Army Band play. I don't know that that's ever happened before <laughs> when somebody got a star on Hollywood Boulevard. The Salvation Army played, and it was just an extraordinary moment. Um, but I'm, I feel so grateful that I've been able to combine what I do with what I believe. Not everybody gets to do that, you know? And, um, and so that's, that's been the call in my heart, is to use the gifts that God has given me in turn to be able to tell stories that let people know who He is. Because He's an encourager. And He's a, you know, can take something hurting. He can take the small caterpillar in our, in our hearts. And through His love and grace, He can help us to find wings to fly, to live wonderful, full lives, lives where we belong to each other. And, you know, I know in my life, that orphan child that was me, you know, if it hadn't been for Jesus, if it hadn't been for my faith, I don't know that I would have, I don't know how I would have gotten through the loss and the grief and the hurt if I hadn't known I could lean back into his, you know, his arms and his love. Because we all go through, yeah, that's... Thank you, Roma, for sharing that. You know, all of us go through difficult seasons. I mean, no matter you know, whether we're on TV, not on TV, whatever walk we're on, eventually you hit one of those seasons. And maybe if someone's walking through one of those difficult seasons right now, what would your word of encouragement be to them, Roma? Yeah, well, you know, having been brought to my knees a few times in my life as well, I know that sometimes there's an opportunity. It's like if you've been brought to your knees, maybe you've been brought to your knees for this moment so that you can open your heart because that's how the light gets in. And Jesus is the light, and the light is healing. And in the places where you feel broken, He will make you whole. And it's just He is the chief encourager. And this is the house of belonging. And um, you don't have to hurt anymore, you know? He's just it's changed my life, and it can change your life too. Praise God. We want to uh, take just a moment and pray with you. Maybe you're here this weekend and you've never um, surrendered your life to Christ. This can be your day. Every journey, it starts with a step. And today can be the, the day that you take a step, begin that relationship with Jesus Christ I want to invite you to bow your heads for a moment if you'd say hey pastor Ken that's me I'm beginning that relationship with God through Christ that's the decision that I'm making today I'm surrendering my life to him turning my life over to him I believe God has a dream for my life and today is the start of a new day where God begins to make all things new in my life. And if that's the decision you're making today, putting your faith and trust in him, the Bible says, for God so loves the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And God's love is reaching out to you right now. 
In fact, God brought Roma down here this week and to let you know you matter to God, you're not alone, and his love is reaching out to you even at this moment. And you would say, Pastor Kent, I'm making that decision to follow Jesus. If, you, if that's a decision you're making, I want to agree with you that today is your day. Just lift up your hand real high and say, Pastor Kent, that's me today. Wherever you're at, just lift up your hand real high right over here. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you right over here. Today's your day. Today's your day. Today's your day. Anybody else back here? Today's your day. Today's your day. Today's your day, man. Today's your day. Wherever you're at on campus, those watching online, you know, the different sites around the Bay Area, I'm going to invite you to say this prayer after me. Meet it with all your heart and you can leave here beginning that connection with God through Jesus Christ. Say it after me. Heavenly Father, I come to you. I need a Savior. I cannot save myself. And I believe that Jesus is the Savior of the world. I put my faith and my trust in him. I make Jesus Lord of my life. I surrender my life to him. Thank you, God, for loving me like you do. Thank you, God, for making me a part of your family. I'm going to pray for everybody. Thank you, Father, for this moment. The Bible says that all heaven rejoices when just one person comes back home to you. Many are making that decision today. And I pray for every one of us, wherever we're at on our journey. God, maybe today we're, we're letting go of those rocks, letting go of our past so that we can take hold of our future. Maybe we're in the midst of struggle and difficulty. And God, you sent Roma here this weekend to remind us that as we surrender that suffering to you, that you'll, well, that's the power of the gospel. You take caterpillars and turn them into butterflies. And so, Jesus, we surrender this to you. We pray that you would lift people up, love people up, and that people would leave here encouraged today in Jesus' name for Jesus' glory. All God's people said, amen. amen. Can we give God praise? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, Roman, before we let you go, I, I want to have a little bit of fun here. Oh, so, yeah? yeah, we're going to do a speed round of <laughs> questions. So, here we go. What's your favorite movie? Uh, Braveheart. Braveheart. I, I love that movie too. Uh, uh, what's your favorite coffee drink? Uh, 2% latte with extra foam. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite country to visit? Ireland. Yay, there we go. What's your favorite song? Um, Amazing Grace. Yeah. What's your favorite hobby? Uh, hiking. Hiking. What's your favorite scripture? Be still and know that I am God. Amen. And who's your favorite San Jose pastor? Wait, don't answer that. Oh, my goodness. Who wrote these questions out? Roma. <laughs> um, well. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Roma, your book um, is, is just awesome. Again, thank, thank you. you. I, it would make a great Mother's Day gift. That's right. It would for all the, if anybody hasn't bought their gift for Mother's Day yet, 
This is a nice one. It's a and anybody that's experienced loss or grief, it's a it's a it's a comforting book. I pray, I prayed into it that it would be a blessing. And it, it is. I, I know it's already spoken to me. Little things that you've sent me have, have really ministered to me. And so I, I thank you again for creating content that continues, God works through it to, to bless the world and make the world a better place. And I thank you for sharing this weekend with us here at Cathedral. Cathedral family, would you let Roma know one more time how much you appreciate her? Amen.